This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Inside Story on BFM 89.9. Good evening, you're with Sharmila Ganesan and Lee Chui Lin. Tonight, the possibility that F&B outlets might not get their licenses renewed without clean toilets. So first, we're going to hear from an eatery owner about uh, their reactions to this. And then later on... The true question, why are Malaysian public toilet habits so poor and what can help to change that? So tell us, do you agree with this move? But also, what would it take to get us all to be better at using public toilets? Call us, double seven double three two nine hundred. send a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. This is Inside Story. It is 6.07 and let's just say the Ministry of Local Government Development has had enough of bad toilets. Um, especially when it comes to F&B outlets because they are considering an ultimatum to F&B operators that do not maintain the cleanliness of their toilets. Uh, this is going to require all F&B owners to keep their toilets clean and to get an A rating before they can then renew their business licences with the respective city councils um, since, of course, this is under local government. So the Minister Ngako Ming has said that they are currently discussing the matter and they plan to implement it next year. Um, he added that local governments are not solely responsible for maintaining to- toilet hygiene and that they are ready to engage with industry players and stakeholders to collect feedback. Uh, I want to bring us back to the point that they're saying they plan to implement it next year because he also said that, well, um, what that means is that all F&B operators have a year to improve their cleanliness, to renovate their toilets before they renew their licences. And if this is successful for city councils, then the ministry plans to implement it for municipal councils and district councils in the following years. So this isn't the first time that uh, the minister has talked about the necessity to keep public toilets clean because earlier this month, he also carried out spot checks on several public toilets in KL. um, And he's talked about wanting to raise the standard of our public toilets in general um, and linked it back to uh, basically making Malaysia an attractive destination. Making Malaysia an attractive destination or making Malaysia BMW? (laughs) Bersi, Manawan and Wangi. Yes, this is apparently what he wants all our public toilets to be. So this is an interesting one, right? I mean, it makes me sad that this is what it's come to, that apparently we need to really use the long arm of the law to ensure that our toilets are clean. The long arm of the law with a stick at the end <laughs> going, hey, you can't do business if your toilets exactly. are dirty. Exactly. Um, but um, it's, it is an interesting one because I do agree. I mean, of course, you want to know that the places you dine out at maintain at least a minimum standard of cleanliness. But in a larger sense, this is also quite indicative of um, attitudes and, and behaviour. Yeah, so two things. Firstly, on the subject of the cleanliness of toilets and their relative importance to most people going out. I think that uh, I'm hardly alone. I mean, earlier when we were discussing it on the desk in the office, uh, there was there were a lot of stories about how it is that people plan their outings and their lives and their meals around the ability to trust that you are going to be able to use a clean restroom. And the truth is, in Malaysia, there is no guarantee of that. You can go to a five-star hotel and be confronted with a restroom that is 
as dirty as anything you would see in a hotel in a park, uh, in a hotel in a park, in a, in a restroom in a park. There's no guarantee of um, any public restroom being at all clean, which is a sad thing. And and if you think about how much people supposedly pay cleaners or, um, well, not a lot, but if you think about how many cleaners there supposedly are, that's more accurate. Um, and the fact that restrooms are supposed to be a reflection of overall hygiene, that's quite a damning thing to, to say. No, absolutely, which is why I think that, um, of course, it makes sense that we should hold the restaurant owners accountable for how clean their toilets are. But on the flip side of it, just to play devil's advocate, I do wonder whether holding their licenses, mm. um, you know, the renewal of their licenses over their heads, whether that's fair, whether it's entirely fair, because a couple of things off the top of my head, enforcement, is this really going to be enforced across the board? Is someone going to be checking every toilet and every F&B outlet to make sure they reach? And, and you have to reach an A rating before your business license will be renewed. Um, I'm also wondering then what the standards are and whether those standards are enforceable across the board. Let's say from your highest, most fancy restaurant you can think of to the most humble stall by the roadside. So the A, to be very clear, is not about the amenities provided, right? Yes. And I think we just should say that up front because we're not talking about having an attendant who's going to like pump soap into your hand and provide you a mint after. Um, it's not about the amenities of the restroom. It's about the cleanliness of the restroom. And I bring that up because I think that the issue of cost of renovation is surely going to come up, whether or not everybody can afford, uh, especially if we're talking about this quote-unquote universal standard that we're hoping to achieve across Malaysia. Which is why if we're talking about, um, which is why it's important to emphasise that when we talk about the standard, the standard is of what constitutes a clean restroom. And I think for most of us, broadly, we can agree on certain things. Uh, for example, running water, you know, a working flush, um, dry floors, dry walls. I you this know, is just <laughs> making me sad. I know. Bare but minimum. It is the bare minimum. And yet, even as I'm saying this, even as I'm speaking... I can imagine toilets that don't do that. Yes, they're flashing yes. before my eyes. <laughs> oh, God. So, let us know, do you agree with this move uh, that potentially business uh, F&B outlets will not have their business licenses renewed if they don't meet the A grade in terms of how clean their toilets are? But we're also asking you, what would it take to get us all to be better at using public toilets? Call us, double seven double three two nine hundred. send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. After this, we'll be hearing from uh, Tony Lim, who is the founder of Boat Noodle and Banana Bro. So keep it here on Inside Story, BFM 89.9. Become fabulous millionaires. BFM 89.9. It's 6.14. You're listening to Inside Story with Sharmila and Lynn. And we're talking about an announcement from the Ministry of Local Government Development saying uh, that F&B outlets might not get their licenses renewed without clean toilets. So we're asking you what you think of this move and also what would it take for us all to be better at using public toilets? Call double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Now joining us on the line is Tony Lim, the founder of Boat Noodle and Banana Bro. Tony, thank you for being with us today. As an eatery owner yourself, what did you make of uh, the minister's approach in using business licenses as an ultimatum to make sure that the dirty toilets issue um, in restaurants is dealt with? 
Well, yeah, you know, to our Minister Nakomeng having this uh, business license as ultimatum, you know, I think toilet cleanliness and, um, and um, restaurant cleanliness, basically it's cleanliness issues. It's the same issues, I would say, you know, toilets for the patrons to really go in, especially those those who operate out of a shop lot uh, compared to those who operate out of uh, shopping malls, because shopping malls use a common toilet. Those that have to take care of their own toilets are those you know, who use the shop lots, for example, your mamas and, um, you know, who, who some of our own outlets also, you know, being operated out on the shop lot itself. So, yeah, taking care of toilets, cleanliness is actually one of the things that we learned just recently because we, we don't have a, a, a restaurant outside shopping mall in the early days. Uh, it was actually quite a new thing for us. But then again, you know, having the business license tied to the uh, shop, the uh, toilet cleanliness <laughs> to really get to renew the license, I think, um, yeah, it's something very, I would say, a little bit you know, extreme as of now. It's a new thing for a restaurant operator to really uh, uh, hear. But then again, yeah, it's something that needs to be kept clean. Yeah. So have you noticed whether customer perception of an eatery is determined by how clean the bathrooms are? Whether have we observed customers' um, um, customers' perception on the um, cleanliness bathroom, whether they will you know really observe it or not, that I personally won't be able to tell. But I myself, um, if I go to any restaurants with clean toilet, I I definitely have good um, impressions about you know the toilet itself because toilet is the most basic thing for anyone to really take good care of. So yeah, personally, I think you know if I go to any restaurants, if they have clean toilets, especially those toilets with aircon inside, if you've been doing one, that that is the one that it makes you feel like yeah, you know at least the operator themselves takes care of cleanliness. If the toilets can be clean, the kitchen should be able you know to be taken care of in the same same manner. So what have you been hearing from other FNB operators so far on this uh, new announcement? Yeah, it's been a little bit of topic in the FMB group chats yeah, today and, and we were joking like, you know, uh, chow, um, fifth day of, of Chinese year is a toilet and whatnot. Yeah, some some agree, some take it take it as, you know, why why is FMB again being being the first industry to be, you know, put up to the limelight and said, you know, you don't get this, you don't get a license. And then we, we were saying like, what about government uh, services? What about government offices? You know, the, even my personal experience, the last trip I went to our immigration uh, building in Jalan Duta with our you know, Japanese colleague for the expat, you know, to renew the passport. It was a big shame. It's a government building. The toilets were even flooded. Six out of eight bathrooms cannot be used. So I think government should really look into their own self maybe to start off with, set an example, set, set, let, let people know what is clean toilets, how do you think it's a clean toilets, and then set that as an example and then show, you know, as an example to all other industries, not just restaurant, right? Petrol station, like, you know, we go to petrol station, some have very clean toilets, some don't. Public places are especially, so I think, I think not just restaurants, um, anywhere with public toilets should be, you know, given a, a, a observation. So, dirty toilets have been an issue for a long time now. Um, I guess, why do you think this is so? Why has it been difficult for F&B businesses to tackle the issue? Yeah, it's been a long, long, definitely long time problem. And, uh, you know, I think it boils down to one number, two things. Um, that, that's what we learned. 
I mean, men have our some of our shop uh, restaurants set up in the shop lots. We have our own toilets to take care of. Number one is who is washing the toilets? Okay. Number one is who is cleaning the toilets? Definitely, it's our own people. And of course, we have foreigners, we have local people, and the perceptions of how is a toilet clean is actually very subjective. We, I've, I personally have seen, you know, a foreigner's uh, workers. Well, it's not bad, right? But his idea of cleaning toilets is to use water, just splash everywhere, and just splash with water, and it's that means clean because it's splashed with water, and it's it's totally wet. But do you take that as clean toilets? I think some people say yes. Personally, I say no. Me, I say dry is clean, wet is not clean. So that's just number one. Number two, the customers. Mm. I don't know how to describe, but you know how. No matter how you clean the toilets, you will meet people who actually don't even care of taking care of it. They do, and how to educate that part is also another important part for for you know establishments or 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 you know, the businesses to really you know keep keep cleaning the toilets. If not, you know if you clean it so much that the people go in and don't even take care of it, yeah, that is also another thing that probably needs to be educated. Mm. So what kind of support would you like the government to provide to eateries? What kind of support? Mm, probably don't expect much support from government to clean our own toilets, no. Um, but yeah, clear guidelines. Um, authority coming to business premises, um, not just toilets. I would say, you know, they come to us with many other reasons to fire extinguisher, music being played in the restaurants and this and that. And, there was some abuse by authorities coming in and simply ask for things that is not, you know, even businesses don't really understand the rules. So yeah, clear rules and clear clear guidelines. I think those are very important. At least when when the authority comes and check, you know, both parties have the same guidelines to follow and 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 you know, um, pass whatever checks that 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 the authorities is coming for. I think as of now, cleanliness is being uh, uh, checked by Kesehatan, Kementerian Kesehatan, KKM. Those guys are really strict when they come to you and they will really go to your kitchens and check behind your wardrobe, behind the cabinet and they will really flip things upside down and check for your pests and whatnot. That's a good thing, I think. That's a really good thing. And, um, you know, when if, I don't know, maybe the city council coming, city council has got all type of city council, all type of rules. Every city council have got their own set of rules coming into you and I don't know, should we, you know, unif- I don't know, should that be unified? I think those are the things that, that it's not so much of support, but government should really have uh, uh, um, uh, standardized uh, standards uh, for businesses to really follow. Tony, thanks for speaking with us today. That was Tony Lim, the founder of Boat Noodle and Banana Bro, uh, weighing in on um, this new announcement that potentially... F&B outlets will need to maintain clean toilets to be able to renew their business license. So we've been asking you, do you agree with this move? And what would it take for us all to be better at using public toilets? You can call 77332900, send a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. What if you had somebody just standing right outside, looking right into your stall and going, no. Every time you exit? Yes. See, the shaming. You would think so. And yet, and this is a sad thing. Sometimes you go out and there's a cleaner waiting to come right in after. And I've seen this happen. And as I'm passing by, I I look into the booth and I wish I hadn't. And I think, I don't understand how you cannot clean up after yourself. And then look the person who's going to clean up after you in the eye and not care. 
or the person who's waiting to use the stall after you and not, and care. not care. The brazenness of that is why we are having this conversation today, my friend. I mean, we're straying slightly from this question <laughs> of where the responsibility is for, for restaurants. But I think ultimately, I mean, and, and I think that, um, you know, Tony made the point there as well. Customer usage is such a huge thing. We'll get to it, but that's anyway. That's sigh. That's yeah. sigh when Tony brought it up. Um, but also, a lot of the frustrations that we're expressing are coming through in the messages as well. Do keep them coming. Uh, let's start with this voice note from Bing. Well, remember when Tan Sri Elias Oma was the mayor of Kuala Lumpur when we hosted Chogum? This was way back in the 1980s, if not mistaken. Yeah, around there. And Lat actually drew a a picture of him uh, being carried out of one of our public toilets uh, in need of uh, resuscitation. Now, likewise, it was then till now, uh, there hasn't been that much improvement. And in fact, the minister uh, trying to encourage uh, this effort should be applauded. Uh, and I reiterate his stance that that uh, that you know the toilet cleanliness is reflects one's culture. So not only for F&B uh, uh, joints, but it should be even into, uh, looked upon into our public offices, our public services offices. Like your, like if you go for the immigration offices, you just look at the toilet. Right, the UTCs. My goodness, it's horrendous. Right, you go to immigration in Jalan Duta, you, you visit the toilet, you'll be, you'll be, uh, is a great uh, laboratory. So yeah, kudos to that. I hope there would be good follow-up and enforcement, enforcement, enforcement. Bing, thank you for that. Some very vivid pictures that perhaps I would rather not have. Um, but a point well taken and well made. Um, I, I agree though that... Um, and, and actually, our guest Tony brought this up earlier as well, right? Why only F&B outlets? Um, I would say maybe partly because the licenses are, are an easy way to do the, the enforcement and the, the stick approach. Whereas some of the other spaces requires a little bit um, more thinking in terms of how you're going to enforce. Well, yes, but the specific mention of UTC and the like and government services, I think it's the same thing that always happens whenever these suggestions come up, right? It's great that you're talking about rest, restaurants and restrooms and restaurants, but also you should kind of look at your own house. Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That, that's important too, particularly because in um, a these sorts of public centres set a tone, right, for what is considered acceptable um, when it comes to public services. I know you don't. we don't want extravagant renovations. You don't want to see like a gilded bathroom in an immigration centre. That, that's really not necessary, but a clean one, I think, is good. Um, so there is something to be said for kind of while this is a good initiative, what's going to be done to ensure that government restrooms uh, that the public use will also be clean? So we have a number of people um, coming out to say, well, good job. This is a this is a great move. Uh, Sabrina just says, Nga Ming, uh, and then thumbs up. Murali, meanwhile, says it's a good move not to renew the licenses of F&B outlets if their toilets are not up to the mark. Cleanliness of the toilets are the benchmark of a clean and hygienic restaurant. I couldn't agree more. I think in general, I've I've always thought this and therefore never understood why <laughs> why it is that the why it is that the part of the restaurant that is very much within your control to clean and that people you know people will judge is often it often looks like the last consideration that was made. 
Let's see. We have Aaron saying, I truly support this. Most eatery toilets have poor ventilation. They're not clean. Broken taps. Water on flow doesn't. Uh, water on water on the floor doesn't flow. Smells bad and more. It should be the responsibility of the authorities to monitor this. Customers have don't don't have the proper channels to make a complaint. If you have um, one public channel that you can send the complaint to and then use it to demerit and not allow them to renew their licenses. I kind of. I think that's pretty interesting. Mm. I think that's pretty interesting, um, partly because it gets at a little bit that issue of enforcement that you were talking about earlier, that you will now be able to um, perhaps kind of divvy up that responsibility a little bit more. Manupriyan says, I say amen to that decision. Heck, create a new rating. S. So clean you could eat off the floor. My only concern is that existing staff could be roped in, forced to achieve this without additional compensation. On the subject of patrons, setting the mindset from an early age is one of the obvious points here. Has anyone looked at the state of toilets in our schools? It ain't pretty. We have an entire show mm-hmm. about that, uh, filled with things that I still think about sometimes because we ask people to share their stories. And so I, I agree. I don't think <laughs> I don't think we need to go further than that. But um, I, I like the idea of um, being concerned about existing staff being roped in or forced to achieve this because I, I'm not sure how it works in restaurants. My understanding is that there is often or this responsibility is often rotated among people. Yes, I would think so. I mean, it, it is a fair point, right? And it we've also we're also talking about this at a time when F and B outlets have already been talking about a lack of staffing um, and struggling with being able to hire amidst conversations of people not being compensated fairly for their time. So there are a number of moving parts, but. I think it goes back to what something like this does is force a business operator or a restaurant operator to think of the cleanliness of their toilets as a legitimate part of how they run their business and not an afterthought. And I think that at least is a step in the right direction. Anyway, do keep your thoughts coming. We'll continue our conversation after this. But let us know, do you agree with this move um, to not renew the licenses of restaurants and F&B outlets if the toilets are not clean? Uh, And what would it take for us to all be better at using public toilets? Call double seven double three two nine hundred. send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. We'll be back after this for more of your messages, so keep it here on Inside Story, BFM 89.9. Best Flipping Moments, BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is just coming up to 6.38. You're listening to Inside Story with Sharmila and Lynn. And we've been asking you whether you agree with this move. Uh, it's just been announced that businesses, business licenses for F&B outlets might not get renewed if their toilets are not found to be clean. Uh, so do you agree with this? But also, what would it take to get us all to be better at using public toilets? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Um, let's start with a... Actually, we've got a number of people pointing out that it's, it's more than just a it's more than just restaurants keeping toilets clean. Uh, and a lot of people are talking about it being a user problem, which our guest earlier, uh, Tony from Boat Noodle, pointed out as well. Let's start with this voice note from Vaish. So this is my recent experience in a five-star hotel uh, where I went to the toilet to bring my three-year-old to use the toilet. And 
we cleaned up afterwards, flushed and threw the uh, toilet paper in the bin. And uh, while I was going out, I saw a mother and a child, mother waiting outside and asking the child to speed things up. Then later on, my second child wanted to go to the toilet and I brought him and I realized that the toilet was wet. Uh, the previous person had, who had used it did not bother to flush and there was toilet paper everywhere. So I believe this, the problem is even adults do not know how to use, do not have good toileting behavior. They do not know how to use their own toilet, a public toilet. And the general idea is that a wet toilet is fine. It is not fine. If children at school need to be taught that this is normal physiology, you do not need to get disgusted over poop. You just need to know how to clean up after yourself. And if adults don't know how to do it, let's teach our children in school so that they can teach the adults. Vaish, thank you for those thoughts. Um, firstly, I think such a common experience to to have to go into a toilet, uh, a public toilet after someone else has not used it very well. No, and in this case, in an in the exact same social scenario in yes. which you are bringing a child. Yes. And see, the point um, The point here that Vaish is bringing up, right, no matter how much you enforce things, no matter how great the facilities you provide, user behaviour is actually the missing link that also becomes very difficult to enforce because governments cannot force you to use the toilet properly. Um, and that's why in... Other countries, you might see, for instance, um, cleaners constantly waiting in public toilets. The moment a person exits, they go in and clean it. Yeah. And that's how they achieve the sparkling clean public toilets. Some malls here do that as well, yes. actually. Yeah. Um, although, I think in reference to that, we have this from Anthony who says, the problem is not the establishment, it's down to the toilet users. Um, the minister's suggestion doesn't solve the problem because it doesn't address the root cause. Singapore had a toilet user education campaign way back in the 80s and 90s, and that has instilled cleaner, better behaviour since. I also wonder whether there is a case to be made that the more used to you get to public toilet facilities being clean, then as a society, we start taking that as a given and we start valuing that more. And then that impacts your behaviour. Well, yes. So I, I take your point intellectually. I think, though, if we go back to what Vaish said, which is that people just don't know. Because right now, we don't seem, as a collective, as a society, to have an understanding of what a clean toilet is supposed to be. This is a theme. Our guest earlier said it. Vaish mentioned it. Um, it's something you and I have talked about as well. If we don't have a collective understanding that, uh, for instance, a leaving a, a bathroom, leaving a washroom soaking is not clean, it's mm. not considerate to others... If we don't agree on that, then we're never going to have this sort of general raising of, of standards <laughs> because in the first place, we can't agree on the standards. Yes, yes. Shoot down my idealism. No, it's a good idea. <laughs> but in order to get there, we need some base level work. Well, Ro is saying, back the truck up, please. How did the toilets become dirty in the first place? Perhaps before we blame restauranters, as if they served up tandas a la kotor, <laughs> we should also consider public education campaigns as to how to properly treat public toilets. No point and unfair to go after eateries only when some of us go to the loo like we're in a zoo. 
like we're from a zoo, more likely. <laughs> but, but yes, I, I agree with that. And I think that um, this is why this is why our question um, to all of you today is two-pronged, because it is on the one hand, is this a good idea to to incentivize perhaps restaurateurs to, to do this um, by saying, if not, you might not get your licenses renewed. But the flip side of that is 100% Who's using the restroom and who's leaving it in the state? Well, keep your thoughts coming. Um, do you agree with this move? And exactly the question Lynn just said, what would it take for us all to be better with using public toilets? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio, BFM 89.9. Beyond Frivolous Matters, BFM 89.9. The Business Station. It's 6.46. You're listening to Inside Story with Sharmila and Lynn. And we're talking about public toilets, specifically toilets in um, F&B outlets, because there's been a proposal to not renew business licenses for F&B outlets if their toilets are not up to mark. So we're asking you whether you agree with this and what would it take to get us all to be better at using public toilets? You can call us, you can send us a voice note, you can WhatsApp us, you can tweet us. Um, We have a number of people bringing up points about behaviour and so on, but specifically on the point about enforcing a rule like this, we have Anil saying, don't you think this will then lead to bribery? Enforcers will end up being paid do it kopi to get their A grade. And this is actually what I meant when um, earlier earlier on at the start of the show, I was asking, how exactly is this going to be enforced? Well, there are suggestions coming through, um, including, you know, enro- uh, enrolling users, using people to say, hey, this place is not up to mark, here's a, here's a photo, things like that. Um, although there's a year yet, uh, the ministry did say that the year is for restaurants to get their house in order, but the same argument could be made for that year is needed for the ministry in order to have a look and see how it is that they're going to enforce this and what kind of mechanisms are going to be put in place. Having said all of that, Anil, sadly, I agree with you. I think that um, unless we have a broader a broader change in the way we approach what I guess some people would consider petty corruption, petty bribery, then this sort of issue is definitely going to be a problem. We have um, a voice note that's just come in. Um, This is from Sabrina. In Japan, um, when a person comes out from the toilet, the next person in queue will have to inspect the toilet whether that person, uh, the new person, is uh, satisfied or not, and then they bow, they they they, they bow, <laughs> the Japanese bow, and then the then you are allowed to leave the toilet. So it's a mutual respect. Like I am leaving the toilet clean for you, the next person to use it. So that's uh, one way to follow the Japanese. Sabrina, thank you for that. Um, you know, I, I, maybe because of the traumatic experiences here, um, I find the culture around toilet usage and public toilet usage in different countries very interesting. And I know that Japan is often held up as the gold standard of clean public toilets. And while I'm not 
necessarily sure that us bowing to each other would help. I understand the sentiment behind it, which is that this is a shared space. It's a space deserving of respect, not just to the space, but to the people that we're sharing the space with. It's a mindset shift that we're talking about. It's an acknowledgement that we are both using this space. I am not more important than you. My hygiene expectations don't supersede yours, which are the feelings that people get when they enter a space and go, is this how you live? Is this how you live everywhere? Which is a larger point uh, that's being made uh, by this other voice note that came in from Richard. Hi, BFM. This is Richard here. Um, This toilet thing, uh, I have a lot of stories, but the main one is that it's back to education, back to upbringing, family upbringing. I mean, I mean, I manage smalls. I get very upset when uh, customers or patrons, instead of sitting down, they squat on top of your 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 your, your, your cubicle seat, so and leave a footprint there. And in some cases, they actually damage the the you know the cubicle as well. So I can't understand why if they want to squat, go to the squatting type. So easy, you know. Uh, this is one one issue. Another one is I, I take pride in making sure my, my cleaners make, make the toilets very clean. Uh, my obviously uh, pride was when one, one time I was in the cubicle and I heard someone snoring. So I came out and waited, found a tenant was there and he, he actually told me he fall asleep. And, and, and he said, your place is clean. I can fall asleep easily and rest during his lunch break. So this is a kind of situation that we look at. I think, I think it goes very well. Uh, for our, our minister Nga, I think uh, we should enforce. Uh, public toilets are terrible. Some of the coffee shops are terrible. Some of the government offices' uh, toilets are terrible. And uh, I think we need to take pride of what, what what we are, our society and our country and our, you know, relationness that we, we keep clean. Because we do keep clean in our own homes. Why don't we keep clean in the public toilets as well? Thank you. Richard, thank you for that. Um <laughs> Not just floors you can eat off of, but toilets you can take a nap in. Yes. That's the goal. Richard, um, firstly, I think it's fantastic that you run a place that has a restroom that is that clean. Um, this, to me, is what most people should be aspiring to do as a business, as business owners, because then it just... I think creates an added layer of security and enjoyment when I know that I'm in a clean establishment. I think that that gives a peace of mind that is underrated and that is often not enjoyed by most people in Malaysia. Having said that, there is a short story by Stephen King involving overhearing something in the next cubicle, which is has a very different ending, goes a very different way. <laughs> but I would suggest you read if you're interested in toilet-related stories. Well, we do have a caller on the line. Uh, good evening, Farah. What are your thoughts? I, I, I'm all for it to start somewhere, but I just feel that the bigger picture is to introduce back civic lessons to children to inculcate this habit because I think it starts from learning to be clean, learning to respect people's property. That's where it all will change things, not just keeping a, a clean toilet. I think it's good, but I think look at the bigger picture and educate. And I'm curious whether you think this is something that, because a lot of people have brought up school as a way of inculcating this, do you think it's too late for us adults is what I'm asking? Um, I don't think so. I think if an adult see a kid behaving that way, surely that would bring some sense to them. 
Thank you, Farah, for your thoughts. If you'd like to weigh in, that number to call, double seven double three two nine hundred. You can also send us a voice note at zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Um, no, you know there are so many people who are bringing up this issue, this notion of public education, um, civic education, and I think it is really quite important. Yes, and uh, let's see. There are a few people talking about that. It's also something that we're going to be uh, having a look at in our later segment. But I did want to put forward these these points that are pivoting away slightly, uh, partly because later on we're going to be discussing education so extensively. So Jeremy says, whilst consumers are truly the one that dirty the toilet, I think it's, you know, it's a minority, perhaps some areas more than others. In the larger picture, I think it's a maintenance issue. It's usually the standard set forth by the owner. Look at the availability of soaps on sinks. Half the time it's empty, toilet paper empty, flush broken. It's clear that in some places the owner really, really don't care. The user dirtying it is a red herring in my opinion. Culture, yes, we should change, but it'll take decades for that to correct. We must start now, but the owners also really play a big role. Uh, Similarly, we have another message from Yang who says... We shouldn't allow another problem to impede us from solving a problem. The matter of fact is many establishments do not clean or repair their toilets. A broken or leaking tap is a wear and tear problem and should be addressed as soon as possible. Customer usage can be addressed separately. So I, to be clear, I am not at all saying every FNB outlet is doing a great job and it's entirely because the public don't know how to use it. Um, we've all been to restaurants or outlets where the toilets are deplorable and, and as Jeremy said, no soap no tissue, um, or just really poorly maintained. And and that's where something like this um, method proposed by the minister would come in helpful. Um, but there are multiple factors at play here, right? There are, some of which could be addressed by this from Atlas, who I think is making a joke, but I'm just going to extend it into into a separate point because Atlas says, here's a tip for F&B operators. Clean your toilets, lock it up, open once a year for inspection. So <laughs> I think that that's, you know, maybe a bit of a facetious point. But I will say that we don't lock our public toilets or we don't limit the access because I think we take the word public quite seriously. But um, abroad, for instance, even in places like uh, petrol stations or what have you, they do ask for patrons to go ask for the key. Um, and I mean, that has its pros and cons, but it does mean that you you know who's going in. Uh, it yes. does also mean that there's a certain level of control over how many people are going in. Um, it does mean you can clean it right away. So, so there are things about keeping the the toilet locked up, not for an entire year, but, you know, locked up. Uh, There's something to be said about that. Also, again, the point about looking at the face of the person who didn't use the toilet properly. Yes. Uh, But then, you know, you don't want people looking into the face of someone who very badly needs to go and deeming them suspicious. Yes. You know, so so there are pros and cons. Uh, Speaking of suggestions, we do have uh, this voice note. This is from Haz. I think in terms of... um Assessing the toilet cleanliness for business owners can be applied on a reward system. For example, impose a toilet tax. So the relevant authorities can randomly come and check. So if the toilet is up to mark, um, maybe minimal or no toilet tax will be imposed. But if it's not up to mark, then perhaps impose a higher tax. Um, let's put it as a dangling carrot or punishment. I don't know. But hey, um, stranger things have happened, right? So I think this is a good way how to promote a healthy toilet culture for everyone involved. Yeah, thanks. As thank you for that. Um, bit of a left field suggestion there. Well, 
Yes and no, because you might argue that making it uh, mandatory and an A rating to renew their licence is also a carrot and stick approach already. Isn't it just all stick, really? Congratulations, you can renew your license. Enjoy the small carrot. It could be that. I suppose. But, but I mean, well, tax is also a stick. It is, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean... Perhaps actually the so to be to be to be fair though the minister did talk about a toilet of the year award so there is a vague idea of some sort of a carrot I I don't know if I'm really looking down on my fellow Malaysians I don't I don't mean to but there's a part of me that feels as if once a toilet receives the toilet of the year award everybody will use it and then it will be terrible <laughs> So it's kind of a one-time thing. You win once and then never again. You win once and then you hire three times as many cleaners because it's just pointless. Let's see. I think we have time for a couple of other messages that have come through. Um, a couple of people pointing out uh, about design, really. Um, so we have Nasir saying, What it takes, appropriate design. My late mother was a cleanliness superwoman. On a holiday in Switzerland, we stopped at an R&R of sorts. She went to the washroom and came back excited. La, ma boleh tidur di bilik Now, flash. <laughs> Blessings. Um, I I love this partly because it came after Richard's voice note, which talked also about naps in restrooms. So apparently this is the true gold standard. Do you feel that you can take a nap in here? Well, I will confess to having been one of those people that spent a lot of my life being inordinately excited about trying a Japanese toilet, simply because you hear so much about how that's the gold standard. Well, um, Yiling is saying... Uh, make, making some points, but also mentioning perhaps it's time we mass adopt the Japanese style toilet where bidets are inbuilt yet functional. So keep those thoughts coming. Do you agree with this move uh, to not renew business licenses if F&B outlets toilets are not clean? And what would it take to get us all to be better at using public toilets? You can call us, you can send us a voice note, you can WhatsApp us, you can tweet us, and we'll continue the conversation after this. So keep it here, BFM 89.9. Bodacious, fabulous minds. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 7.07. We are still talking about how to achieve cleaner public toilets and asking you whether this move to not renew business licenses for food outlets, um, if their toilets are not clean, do you support it? Uh, But also, what would it take to get us all to be better at using public toilets? You can call us, you can send us a voice note, you can WhatsApp us, you can tweet us. Let's start with a voice note. This is Adip. I have a pleasant experience while doing a road trip to Thailand several years ago. To my surprise, all the toilet at the gas station is very, very clean. I, I was shocked because our our cleanliness is not is far behind their standard. The toilet is very traditional. Some of them don't even have an automatic flushing. You know, you have to to just uh, pour in water to to flush manually. But it's very clean. It really is it speaks loudly about the culture, and we don't need technology to have a clean toilet actually. Adip, thank you for sharing that experience and, and a great point. It isn't necessarily about how fancy your toilet can be. This is what I've been trying to get at. Um, I am so happy that um, that there's lived experience being shared on this front because I think that's exactly it. When we think clean, I think we equate it with new. And that's a natural equation, particularly for, for washrooms. But it doesn't have to be. Clean can just be clean. Um, we And if we have an agreement on what that means, then people can keep set toilets clean, both as owners as well as users. 
No, I completely agree. And, and um, you know, it goes back to what we've, what so many people are saying, right, that it has to do with culture. Um, we have a, a few people calling out, um, let's see. Um, oh, sorry, before that, um, since Adib was talking about gas stations, Munif says, shout out to Petron for having the best gas station toilet in the country. Go on and take a cue from them. I'd sooner do a number two over the monsoon drain along the federal highway than entering a toilet not belonging to Petron. A strong, strong endorsement. That is quite a strong endorsement. And, and Overly say, evocative, but, perhaps, but strong. Um, and I think for me, particularly because petrol station toilets tend to be the ones that people are the most um, dicey about um, instead of, um, you know, and, and it is people who have horror stories. And I think it's also because of urgency for a lot of people. That's exactly it. Um, it's why a lot of the comparisons and for the many messages coming in saying, why just FNB? It is the petrol stations that they're bringing in most often. Let's see. We also have um, people talking about FNB with a very particular concern in mind, right? So Raz says, "Okay, I think I have to plan for my last nasi kanda meal because half of the mama shops will soon lose their licenses." KF meanwhile says that particular roti chanai stall in Penang, chakwetiao in Penang. Do you think they practice hygiene and have clean toilets? Nay. Imagine these joints are forced to close. We lose these gems of eateries. So. Clean doesn't have to mean new and fancy. I think clean just means working and and clean. <laughs> I feel as if that's not impossible for hawker centres. Also, generally, stalls don't have the expectations yes. of having an attached toilet. Yes, yes. So we're not yeah. talking about stalls. Um, but if we're talking about shop lots, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm being unreasonable, but I feel like it can be done. I think so. And and as you know, the Adib's example, as you mentioned, um, clean doesn't actually require. Uh, basically, there are certain baseline qualities that go into what makes a toilet clean and usable. Also, if you're popular, I assume you're making profit. If mm-hmm. you're making profit, you can hire more people. You know, there's a logical flow here. Well. Come says, I think the government should probably make arrangements to pay cleaners actual livable wages. If we value cleanliness so much, we should value the people who do the cleaning as well. They should target schools next with the same toilet standards. Both my primary and secondary school toilets were the stuff of nightmares. At this point, I would like to say sorry to uh, Belinda who messaged us earlier to say it's dinner time. And that once more, we're talking about toilet stuff during uh, dinner and I was just thinking of you, Belinda, because stuff of nightmares, it is indeed. And, and and you would think in an ideal setting, talking about restrooms wouldn't be so traumatic for so many people. No, um, and but sadly, this is where we are as Malaysians. Um, because after this, we are actually going to be um, looking at what can be done? How can we address this sense of civic consciousness when it comes to public toilets? A number of people are bringing up issues about education, about um how to address attitudes and let's see, we have Amirul saying the problem is we have a ramp, rampant ta'apa culture. In the matter of cleanliness, some people will think or say to their kids, ta'apa, someone will clean or ta'apa, benda kecil je. Yeah, I, I think that there's a lot to that and it again, uh, it's not just ta'apa, right? It's do we acknowledge that there are other people, not just us in this world who need access to public amenities. And I think as long as we don't drum that in, that um, parks are for everybody, public restrooms are for everybody, they should be kept clean, not just for you, but for everybody. As long as people don't recognise that, it's always going to be this problem. 
And I feel like that's a great lesson for any child to learn, that we live in a shared environment and, and we share our amenities. Uh, Farid says, I think it's not too late for adults to learn public toilet ethics. Look at how we learned and adapted to, queue, uh, to, scan, codes, uh, to scan QR codes during the lockdown. We still complain, but we do it. You're right. <laughs> and just to close off on this side of things, Patrick says, it only takes one person to mess up a toilet, but it takes the whole community to clean up after themselves, to clean, to keep them clean and neat. It's education, education on civil ethics. Anyway, that's what we're going to be talking about after this. We'll be joined by Associate Professor Dr. Visalachi Balakrishnan, who is a service learning coordinator at the Faculty of Education at University Malaya. Um, and we'll be talking about how to inculcate better toilet behaviour. Keep your thoughts coming. Do you support this move by the ministry? But also, what would it take to get us all to be better at using public toilets? You can call us, you can send us a voice note, you can WhatsApp us, you can tweet us and keep it here, BFM 89.9. Bole for Malaysia. Ha. BFM 89.9, the business station. It is 7.14. You're listening to Inside Story with Sharmila and Lynn. And we are closing off our conversation on clean public toilets and how to achieve that. Uh, do keep your thoughts coming. You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Uh, joining us now to talk about uh, the education that needs to go into this, we are joined by Associate Professor Dr. Visalachi Balakrishnan. Service Learning Coordinator at the Faculty of Education at University Malaya. Dr. Visa, thanks for speaking with us today. Welcome. How are all of you today? I'm good, thank you. So this issue of cleanliness when it comes to our public toilets is not something new. Um, how much of this can be attributed to people's attitudes towards our public facilities? Uh, I will actually look at it as 50-50 because we can't blame the people completely. They need to use a clean place. But at the same time, they also need to have... Uh, proper ethics of using the toilet. So it's actually 50-50 on the part of preparing the place and the people who are actually using the place as well. So it's, you know, it takes two to tango actually. So we've been talking about this now for the better part of an hour and through it all, um, people are pointing out repeatedly and, and coming up with all these reasons as to why maybe Malaysians behave the way they do when it comes to public toilets. So can you help us understand, um, in your view, where this attitude comes from? Why do people not care about taking care of our public toilets? I think, I think one thing is because I, I wouldn't blame education because I'm into moral and civics and, you know, all the humanities subjects. We actually do teach that in school, whether it's primary or secondary or university about ethics and civilization. But it's actually the, the, the transformation, the discipline in themselves is that, is that, you know, tidak apa attitude that it's okay, it's only public toilet. It's not my toilet in my room, that kind of thing. So this attitude actually comes from that inner self, which we do not implant from young. And it, it has to be done very authentically, very naturally, and for a long, long time. So we, we are actually not doing that. And the thing is, when you say, why don't they care? It's because they think it's not theirs. You know, so from the day they think that it's not theirs, they will never treat it as if it's theirs. And the worst part is, especially when the children, the young ones, they are not allowed to, like, say, clean their toilets at home. Or even, like, when I was in school, 
we actually took care of our own toilet, our classroom, our bathroom, everything we took care of ourselves. And that should come back again. So it, it's very important that it, this seed of hygiene, this seed of looking at environment as it's as important as themselves, should be planted into these young ones. So that's very important. I find that quite interesting, that notion of taking ownership over public spaces, right? Because what is it that we are not doing that other countries or cultures have managed to do? How do you inculcate this this caring that you're talking about? Okay, I, I've actually done um, short-term, long-term research in primary schools in Japan, in Korea, and some parts of Hong Kong. And I find their washroom, because I always go to their washroom to see how the kids manage, you know, during meal times or after meals. It's as clean or even cleaner than their classroom. It smells good, you know. And, and of course, the cleaners are always there to make sure that if any water is spilled, they clean it. So actually, I was very, very excited when they took away exams in our primary schools and say that our children should know values, should learn values, inculcation should be there. But we were not doing such things. And it's a sad thing that, you know, some parents want bad exam and things like that. But these young children in Japan, in Korea, they are taught from very, very young. In fact, from primary school, like Hong Kong, they have very nice programs calling uh, My Good Toilet or, you know, very nice catchy words. And the other thing that I see is, you know, they have mascots in different provinces. So these mascots actually grow along with them. And when the children see the bear that they like, which they have been visit in school, who's telling them, keep clean. And then as they start going on the roads, you know, keep safe. So it's there everywhere. And even the adults are so happy with all these adorable mascots and things like that. So actually, it starts from school, but it has to be reinforced at home by the teachers and by society. So it is a long-term kind of a thing and not just enforcement like what we do here. It's not going to work. So um, I'd like to just bring in some points from listeners, uh, some separate points from listeners, because the Japan has kind of thoroughly dominated our conversation. But another country is emerging now. Uh, both Sue and Mizi and earlier another listener, Adip, are bringing up restrooms in Thailand being immaculate and clean, despite the fact that they are often old. Uh, they're, they're sometimes the flush system is with a scoop and water, for example, not necessarily anything that you're pressing. Um, what, what could possibly be behind that? Is it kind of these things that we're talking about still, education, awareness and the like? I think in countries where religion plays an important role, they actually bring in the cleanliness of the mind and cleanliness of the, the physical. You know, we used to have this value in moral education in the early 90s and 2000s, where we talk about kebersihan physical and mental. We're talking about the physical uh, cleanliness of yourself and of the environment. So it doesn't matter that, you know, whether you have a, a clean, I mean, a modern toilet or a traditional toilet. But what is important is how you keep it clean. And that is most important. So when we talk about religion, you know, we, we, we talk so much about Kepercayaan kepada Tuhan as one of our Rukun Negara. It's not just having the faith, but actually keeping ourselves clean mentally and physically. And I think the toilet is one place where it really shows how one can actually keep oneself clean and yet 
make sure that the toilets are clean for others. It's like a, a pride of yourself and a pride of the community you are in. So that's so very, very important. So clearly from a lot of the messages that are coming through, it may seem like we haven't made a lot of progress. Um, and of course, when we talk about challenges or, or issues with public toilets, this involves things like not flushing, not disposing used toilet paper properly, stained floors, wet floors, vandalism, just to name a few. Have these behaviours seen any improvement over the years? Um, I would say yes and no. Yes, because for people, for society, for children, for adolescents, you know, who are using the toilet system, if they keep it clean, meaning they are, cult- they are cultured, you know, when we talk about being cultured, what actually means cultured? It's not having big buildings or modern toilets, but how you actually keep the place clean. So for those of the people who are not used to modern toilets, you know, sometimes the, the, the current toilets, they don't even have the physical touch where you just press the button and the water shoots off. So if they are not used to that kind of system, then the water comes out and, you know, and they, they, they are lost, they don't know what to do. So things like this need to be educated. And, and I think signage are important. How do you use the toilet? And if they are wet then there should be people, especially if it's public, there should be people around to actually help to dry it up rather than getting people to step on it and some people will come with very stained shoes and slippers and it will make things worse. So one thing that I realised in, in most of these countries where you mentioned that it's very clean, there's always the, the cleaners, the people who are always there to do such things. And I think we need to send our people to Japan. You know, they, they just can't stand dirt. Even one single leaf in a garden, they'll quickly go and pick it up in spite of tsunami or whatever. So I think it's important is the, the mindset of the people and also to make sure that they get enough support from others who are cleaning the, the toilets. Yeah. So the... This is a long-running issue. There have also been uh, no shortage of campaigns trying to increase public awareness on our responsibility of the proper usage of toilets. Um, We still see, I think, in, for example, cubicles, you will see the signage behind the door, all these things that we're discussing. Um, But considering these problems still happen, why have these campaigns not been effective? Because the people who are using the toilets have not been educated from here, as I told you. You know, if if, if we are looking at suggestions in the long run. So they, these people, they might not be able to actually perform fully what we expect, but they can be educated. And how they can be educated with all these signage and all. So the, the, the cleaners have to be alert. You know, it's just like uh, like in America, if you leave your plate on the table, even the cleaners will say, hey, put it back there. You know, so that kind of thing. So different people will need different kind of education. And it it has to start from somewhere and it has to be consistent because uh, I know the project is going to start, all FNBs are going to be graded, so everybody is going to keep their toilet clean. But in the long run, who is going to sustain? Who is going to make sure that the, the, the people who come to this shop are going to be educated as well? That's what uh, worries me a lot because we always seem to have this kind of campaigns and then it wears out. And then we start another campaign and it wears out. And we're spending a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of training given to, you know, the shops, the cleaners and all that. But it has to be sustained. You know, sustainable is so very, very important. Yeah. 
We're getting a lot of messages from listeners calling out government facilities from hospitals to uh, passport offices to, uh, you know, basically, um, what does this say about, um, how does one set an example from the top? What does this say about government will in tackling this issue? Okay, the the first thing is the toilets are there. So that is something great. I've, I've been to some places overseas where they even lock up the toilets. They say, oh, you know, the students are dirtying it up. And I said that if they are human rights, they need to use the toilet. So we haven't reached that stage of locking up toilets. But on the other side, we have to make sure that the cleaners are there always. Okay? We need to educate that. That doesn't happen in our society. The cleaners will come in the morning, they clean it, and then they will leave. If you look at Japanese and Korean schools, the cleaners are always there. So if a child, you know, dirties or soils, soils his uh, uniform and things like that, there's always people there. So we got to make sure that we have a good group of people there. And up and above, the people who come to use the facilities, they need education. So if somebody leaves the toilet without cleaning it and something, somebody has to be educated. It has to start from there. You know, we, we, if they behave like children, we got to treat them like children. That, that's all I can I can say at the moment. But as it goes, then we will slowly realize that, hey, somebody's watching me. You know, I've got to keep it clean and things like that. So it, it has to start from small because what happens in our system is we always start it big and grand and then it just flickers and flickers and at the end it just disappears. So that's why a lot of our children even don't use school toilets. They find it so dirty and stinking and they get, you know, a lot of issues and parents also do complain when they come to schools and universities. So that is so very, very essential that the the start is to have the facility right and to make sure that it is kept clean. We have just a minute left with you. Um, in closing, what would you like to see in our education syllabus on this subject to kind of get us there? Okay, the first thing is we, we should have a long-term and a short-term plan. The long-term plan is to make sure that every child who goes to school knows that they have to keep themselves and their environment clean. So the environment here includes the places that they, they, they use the toilet. So every child should know how to clean the toilet, not just the cleaners at home or the cleaners in school and things like that. And the teachers should also be the role model. I've been to a school 30 years ago where the principal actually shows every student how to use a sitting or a squatting toilet in spite of being in sari, you know. So that was, for me, I found, I found it very, very um, humorous in a sense because you'll lift up a sari and say, this is how you girls must use the sitting toilet. But in the long run, it helped a lot because the toilets were not clogging, students were not, you know, squatting on a sitting toilet. So things, little things like this should be taught, should be inculcated in the young ones in school. And in the, in the other side is keeping the cleaners always alert about what's going on. And they should actually report to the ministry and things like that. And all ministries should actually cooperate and work together. It shouldn't be just the uh, the education ministry or the health ministry. Everybody should work hand in hand so that the project is consistent and we can be proud of our toilets from now on. Dr. Visa, thanks for speaking with us today. Yes, yeah, thank you.
That was Associate Professor Dr. Visalachi Balakrishnan, Service Learning Coordinator at the Faculty of Education in UM, uh, speaking to us about how to inculcate better habits with public toilets. Uh, do keep your thoughts coming. BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.